millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so I didn't write an intro to today's episode, so... I'm not going to tell you that you had one job, because then you'll be like, I'm not lazy. I have <laughs> I have done... Uh, I, teachers. Teachers need more. Teachers Although me saying this might teachers <laughs> need love to. Okay, well, I can only give my love to one teacher. Thank so you. if you'd like to adopt a teacher for only a dollar a day. Yeah, you can donate it. But then they'll, ask for, then they'll ask for a goddamn raise. Buymeacoffee.com <laughs> slash the reluctant historian. You can adopt a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Stay tuned to hear all about that. Reluctant <laughs> 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 historian. <laughs> oh, what's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our reluctant historian, Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you absolutely love, love it. it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this podcast is for you. <laughs> we would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Okay, so I think we need to explain. Or do we? Um, maybe we're just that in sync. We kind of are. We are. We are. We often finish each other's sandwiches uh, uh, um let's try it again we often finish each other's orgasms no where that's getting cut (laughs) (laughs) fine i'll finish myself you have to leave it in now no i can't that's so funny some of my students might find my podcast then you shouldn't be doing a podcast with me (laughs) fair okay Frick. Okay, for all your maybe we can put that behind a paywall. Be like, if you want to hear, the, yeah, I'm sure, the, I'm sure. Um, the dirty version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just cut out every. It's actually just a podcast. Just me you. reading to you. Yeah, with no reactions or anything like that, except for uh, every once in a while there'll be you go silent and then you go. And, How can you say that? Oh my god! <laughs> but they don't know what I said. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah fair. Um, fair but fair. we're gonna lock it behind OnlyFans. Yes. So subscribe to our OnlyFans. Not our, your, your OnlyFans. I don't have an OnlyFans. I would never have an OnlyFans. That makes, this it, makes sound, it sound like I have an OnlyFans. And that makes it sound like I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Neither you're of us like, have OnlyFans. Your OnlyFans. I would never. But you, you're, you're a sicko. <laughs> Neither of us have an OnlyFans. Let no, me just be I, clear. But but to be honest, if 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 people would pay me money to look into my butthole, <laughs> I would have an OnlyFans in a heartbeat. I know you would. So. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what what do you have any? Well, do you have any guesses about uh, the topic? Well, I I I'm assuming that we're doing the Egyptian god yes. thing, right? Yes. yes so, yes, yes. but based on everything we talked about. It could go anyway. Scamming our audience, maybe, into giving us money? <laughs> <laughs> we're not poor. I don't know why all of a sudden this episode we're like, give us money. Well, 
I'm greedy. <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, Egyptian gods. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Last week we talked about Egyptian gods and religion and their beliefs. Um, so I promised this week that we would get deeper into some of the gods. Three from Marvel's Moon Knight, because that's what we know. Um, and then some interesting ones. And it was really hard to do research because there's like bajillion Egyptian gods. Yeah. So I just picked the first like... I don't know how many are in this episode, but I just picked like the first five that showed up. You you talk like I don't know Egyptian gods. I I know. you wrote a porn about them. I know. You no, know them I intimately. wanted to write a porn about them, but then I beat off instead. Oh God. So, but no, I I I know Marvel's Moon Knight. I know Yu Gi Oh. That's right. And I've seen the Mummy a bunch times. Okay? A bunt. A bunch of times. What did you say? I just tried to say a bunch, but... Also, it kind of sounded like a butt of times, but a bunch of times. Oh, that would be the word bunch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, what's your golden nugget? Oh, Dakota's going to fucking talk about his car again. Here we oh, go. Oh, good. Um, <gasps> yeah. I'm getting r- new rims. They're so cool. On, yeah, on Wednesday. I hope they're as cool as I think they're going to be. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. Wow. They're they're red. Yeah. They're, I one. hope they look cool and not chachi. Yeah, because we all know that only Joni loves chachi. Do you, so. Are you familiar with that word? Is that a phrase that you youth? So when I was a teen, mm. that was a phrase that we would use to describe like a like a Chad bro. We would be like, oh, jo- that that guy's really chachi. Oh, I thought you were talking about Joni loves chachi. No. So but like so because there's a seven year difference between you and I. So I'm curious if like in your youth. It was still a phrase that was being said. Chachi? Yeah. N- no, uh, that's that's why I said Joni loves Chachi because right, so I don't know what I've... No, I... The moral I, of the story is marry somebody who's seven years younger than you because then you don't have any of the same slang. I was going to say that's illegal for me, but but You're already I'm married. getting older now, so... You're also already married, so you can't get married again. Yeah, that's secondary to what I was my joke I was making. Um, it's funny because I always like. <laughs> yeah, you're old now, babe. You're like turning yeah. thirty-one. No, I used to say, and "This is bad. Don't judge me. I'm married, so I would not not, not now." Also, that sounds really bad. Like I'm going to say something terrible. It might be. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if it goes behind the paywall. Paywall or not. Yeah, yeah. See if it's on my OnlyFans. So, <laughs> <laughs> back in the day when I was, you know, my younger sister is four years younger than me. And I, I always used to say like I would never. This is pre-marriage, obviously, but I would always say I'd never date anybody younger than Mackenzie. Right. Then she kept getting older, and I was like, but, like, I could go down to, like, 22, you know? And I did. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, we're not saying that he was this age right now. Dating a 22-year-old, he would have been around, like, 26, 27, dating a 22-year-old. Yeah. And it's, like, it's weird. And, like, like, granted, again... I'm 30. I'm married and stuff like that, and I've done I've done the whole dating younger, mm-hmm. and it's uh not great. Yeah, and like on a, there's also like some like weird predatory. Not you. You're not a predator. You're oh, like the yes, op- I, yes, I am. <laughs> you're like the opposite of a predator. You're just like a, a you, like you just hide in the grass with your belly. <laughs> give me belly please. rubs. <laughs> give, give, give me dick rubs, please. Stop it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any moves. This is my only move. To, Stop it. To lay out the grass I'm naked. <laughs> I sh- I, you're trying to make me sound innocent and i'm over I here know. like and like I, happy I open, ending question i open mark? a can of worms with the start of this episode i like i just set the tone and now you're gonna go 
you're just gonna it's just gonna be you it's just gonna be you anyways it's gonna moral, be me <laughs> or moral of the story that i'm trying to say here is that like as men get older and continually date young women there is like a predatory nature that that, that that's a part of that like age gaps are okay if you're kind of like on the same wavelength and like have same you know when you and I met yes there's a seven year difference there but like we were both in our careers um both looking to settle down like we weren't I wasn't preying on you essentially like she's trying to defend herself right now (laughs) I I feel very victimized (laughs) by what she's done to me (laughs) and like you know we had like similar views of the world right but like if you are an and I shouldn't say that just men prey on younger women because women prey on younger men too. It happens less often, but it does happen. Um, but like if you're at a different place in the world, like a, a young 22-year-old generally doesn't have a lot in common with like a 32-year-old, you know? Yeah. No, that's that, that's true. I mean, but unless they're, I don't know, mentally in the same a similar place, like say this 32-year-old or whatever is very like still like party organized or party party organized jeez, and that doesn't make sense party um oriented oriented and and it's just like maybe mentally not where they're yeah (laughs) yeah but like even then even then well yeah it could still be predatory it's just like it's like it's 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 rarer to have that sort of like same mindset maybe a 22 year old and a 32 year old i don't know i've been out of the game a long time i wonder like and this isn't a it's more a curiosity thing that I'm just like, what's the dating world like right now? It's especially like during like COVID and stuff like that. Like, it sounds like hell. I'm so glad we're we got out mm-hmm. of it. I hear it's a lot of like <laughs> couples looking. Yeah, couples looking for a third. So yeah. So if you want to be our third, that <laughs> I knew you were gonna make that joke. Okay. Okay. So okay, getting rims. You're sorry, not Chachi. Sorry, I'm not. Here we go. I'm not Johnny Loves Chachi. Um, your Yes, it's going to be the red rims. They're going to look hopefully sick and not chachi. Yeah, we should take a picture and put them on Facebook. Yes. On Instagram. Who uses Facebook? I use Facebook, old but people. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the Facebook. Oh, so good. Um, What is your golden nugget? I'm really excited for our date tonight. We're going to Dungeons and Dragons, which Dakota didn't think would be that popular. But surprise, surprise, it was. He's rolling his eyes at me like he's mad. Um, and Cause then because you, you go you keep going because it's not a Marvel movie is that why you thought that I didn't say that right but now ha- but you have said I have that said so that, I thought yeah. you were gonna say that but I didn't it's so. because typically movies like that aren't generally very good but it is getting really good reviews mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see it and then we're gonna go and get some appetizers afterwards and have just yeah. a little date date I think the last time actually my golden nugget was our date maybe I just like really like going on dates with you. Yeah, you like making me spend goddamn money. <laughs> uh-huh. But here's a hot money-saving tip. Good. Uh, Costco. If you go to the co- Costco, and this is here. I don't know what it's like other places, but they have... Does Australia but, even have Costco? I don't know. I think a I spider John ate it. Us- so. It's a spider. <laughs> so, it's the Spider-Man. So, uh, yeah, uh, Costco has... So, typically, going to a movie... South Korea has Costco, so I would assume Australia has Costco. Okay, keep going. Okay, well, it's South Korea. If you would have said North Korea, maybe then I'd be like, huh, crazy. Uh, But South... Anyways, Costco, 
um, has these like $30 movie passes that come with uh, two general admission movies, a uh, two medium popcorns, two medium drinks, mm-hmm. and it's like 30 bucks. They're yeah. 35 with tax. Whereas we were spending like probably 60 bucks. Yeah. Sorry, I was spending 60 bucks. You didn't realize. Treat your woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, you get to basically save half the money and we get like about the same amount of snacks or if more, not more. Yeah, because so. you don't usually get yourself a popcorn. Yeah, we usually, we usually get a share. Popcorn. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So anyways, um, yeah. that's what we're doing. It's exciting. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get into it. We've... Okay. Uh, yeah, go. Okay, so a bit of a recap. Egypt had one of the largest and most complex pantheons of gods of any civilization in the ancient world. Over the course of Egyptian history, hundreds of gods and goddesses were worshipped, and as such, the characteristics of individual gods could be hard to pin down. Most had a principal association, and so, for example, you would be associated with, like, the sun or the underworld and a form, so what they would look like. But these could change over time as gods rose and fell in importance and evolved in ways that corresponded to developments in Egyptian society. So, all that to say that... uh, There's probably a god of premature ejaculation. Yes. That's all. (laughs) Go ahead. Now she rolled her as at me. Fuck. (laughs) So, first up, we have Khonshu. Yeah. So he's the bird-faced guy that makes Oscar Isaac his avatar. In Egyptian mythology, he is the god of the moon, and his name literally means traveler. I thought you were going to say that he made Oscar, Oscar Isaacs his bitch, because he kind of did. <laughs> he kind of did, it's true, but uh, no. This reflects the fact that the moon travels across the night sky. He was thought to watch over those who travel at night and was invoked to protect against wild animals and aid with healing. It was said that when Khonshu caused the crescent moon to shine... Women were able to conceive, cattle became fertile, and all nostrils and every throat was filled with fresh air. <laughs> so, so sorry, when does this happen? Uh, when the crescent moon would shine. So, but he makes that happen? Yeah. He's like, okay, instead of counting sheep, he's like, he's like, I can't get to sleep. I'll make a crescent moon. And he's like, he's just counting how many pe- people are fucking. Which is like, he's like. And they're all one, conceiving. Yeah, one baby born, two baby born. Oh, there's <laughs> twins. You know? Yeah. In most images, Khonshu is depicted as a youth, so like a teenager, with a bird head and a mummy. Of course he is. He's like, I'm going to make everybody fuck tonight. Yeah. And then he's just going to peer in through their windows. Ooh. I I think I just saw a bird man, uh, honey. Uh (laughs) Um, So he has a bird head and a mummified body. Um, in the MCU, he seems a lot more ragey than he actually is because he, uh, in ancient Egyptian mythology was a strong, but benevolent God. So he was a lot, people really liked him because he was just very chill, but. That doesn't sound like a teenager. No. I feel like the Marvel depiction of him was more accurate. You're getting pissed off all the time. Yeah. All right. Next we have Amit. So that was the crocodile lady who uses Ethan Hawke as her avatar. Yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah. So in Moon Knight, she dis- she dishes out divine retribution, but makes her judgments before a person has committed that said act. So she says, you are going to be evil, so I'm going to kill you. Oh, shit. That's like that. Okay, sorry. Quick ta- side tangent. I know you're surprised. It's like the whole freaking this thing, and I don't like this. It's that predestination, um, like the Christian belief. Yes. Are you familiar, familiar with that? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of different yeah. thoughts on that, but yeah. For sure. But it's like... You 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 are what you are, and there's no getting out of right. that. It's whatever you do, you are going to mm-hmm. end in hell or whatever. Is mm-hmm. that I, I, it's bullshit. Yeah. So that was what happened in Moon Knight. That's how they depicted her. Okay. Yeah. It was different, though. So in Egyptian mythology, yeah. Amit means devourer of the dead. 
And she was usually depicted with the forequarters of a lion, the hindquarters mm-hmm. of a hippo, mm-hmm. and the head of a crocodile, mm-hmm. which are the three largest man-eating animals known to ancient Egyptians, mm-hmm. which suggests that no one can escape annihilation. So that's why they showed her like that. That's cool. Unlike other gods, Amit was not worshipped. Instead, Amit was feared and believed to be a demon rather than a deity due to her role as devourer of the dead. In her case, she was a guardian demon, and we talked about those last week. Mm -hmm. An interesting connection between her and Khonshu actually exists, too. In old, old, old ancient Egypt, Khonshu Mm. was depicted as the devourer of the dead and hearts. And in a couple of spells, so yes, spells, Khonshu would burn the hearts that were heavier than a feather of Mat during the judgment of the dead. And in a different spell, he devoured the hearts of both the gods and the dead. So it seems... Yeah, so... Like I said at the beginning of this episode, they changed like their right. roles because it was a girl. It was a it was a so chick no, alligator, wasn't it? Well, yes, but I was talking about Conchu there. So her, oh, sorry, sorry, you yeah. Back. So way, 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 way back in their like history, Conchu yeah. had the same role that Amit had, mm-hmm. but then as things changed, Amit gets this role of eating the dead oh, hearts. Yeah, interesting. So, um, like I literally, it seems like later in their history, Amit then took over the role and Khonshu would still weigh the heart during the judgment of the dead, but then Amit would be waiting there beside him to devour any hearts that were impure, leaving them soulless and trapped in the duat. <laughs> I'm picturing he's like fucking, you know, he's weighing them and like, you know, like how you would make jerky. <laughs> How he's like, well, maybe you wouldn't know. I, I worked in a butcher shop okay. for like two times, whatever, yeah. but uh, making the jerky and stuff like that and all the scraps that fall underneath it. Or he's like a dog. Amit. Yeah, Amit's a dog. Almost, almost like, a, like a dog, just like, like <laughs> are there going to be any hearts falling down? Oh, oh that was one. That's probably, yeah, probably what yeah, would have happened. It's like, down, down. Yeah. So it's interesting because, yeah, Amit. And Khonshu have very different roles in the MCU versus, like, what they actually were in mm-hmm. Egyptian religion. So. Yeah. And then the last MCU character we're going to talk about is Tauret, the hippo. Hmm. The hippo yes. is cool. Yeah. So she is a goddess that is tasked with shepherding Mark slash Stephen through the duat to the field of reeds. So that's her role in MCU. Right. In Egyptian mythology, she is the protective goddess of childbirth and fertility. Her name means she who is great or simply great one. Yes. So like the character in MCU, she is depicted as a lady hippo who walks on two feet, but she also has some cat-like attributes and pendulous female human breasts. What? Pendulous? They like hang down real low. Like a pendulum. Oh. I was like, hmm. Hot, I guess? (laughs) Man, that's what I love in my breasts. Pendulous. Yeah. She also has the limbs and paws of a lion and the back and tail of a Nile crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs> Crocodile. <laughs> well, now I have to leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> so she's similar to Amit, but also different. Tawaret is a really old Egyptian god again, dating back probably to the historic, uh, sorry, the prehistoric gods that I had talked about in the last episode where they had like images of them, but they didn't like write them down. So she's an old, old god. Um, and throughout her long history, though, she has always been associated with childbirth and she would protect laboring mothers by chasing away evil spirits. She eventually became associated with death and could be found at the gates of the underworld, helping newly arrived souls with their rebirth, again reflecting the fact that she is associated with birth and rejuvenation. So when Khonshu's like, I'm feeling randy, I'm going to make that moon fucking make everybody bang, and then um, Tauru or whatever. Tauret. Tauret is like, 
in nine months, I'm going to be very busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) So those are the three from MCU. So we're going to talk about a couple of other ones. So Osiris. Osiris. um, Use it in a sentence. Osiris is one of the... (laughs) Osiris is one of Egypt's most important deities. There. Use it in a sentence. Nice. but uh, it was very familiar, the, the name, so... Yeah. A lot of these, I think, would be. So, yeah. anyways, uh, God of the Underworld. He also symbolizes death, resurrection, and the cycle of the Nile floods that Egypt relied on for agricultural fertility. Is he, is he the one that looks like a jackal? No, that's Anubis. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the most famous legend about Osiris is about his death at the hands of his brother, Seth. And I'm going to talk about <laughs> Seth. About Seth. Just like, <laughs> there's Osiris, there's Anubis, uh, Taurat, and then we got Seth. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> I'm just picturing being um, Dr. Evil's son, Seth Green. Oh, from, yeah. <laughs> just like a little dweeb. <laughs> Hi, I'm his, I'm Osiris's brother, Seth. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you the story about the death mm. of Osiris. So Osiris became Pharaoh and then went and married his sister, Isis. Nice. There's a there's a lot of incest back in those days. Totally. Seth was jealous of Osiris and his role as king of Egypt. And so Seth tricked Osiris by making him lie in a magnificent coffin as part of a game. And then he murdered him. <laughs> well, okay, I got two thoughts. One, if I was in grade nine and making my porno, she'd be a stepsister. Um, <laughs> there might be a dryer involved as well. <laughs> <laughs> And and he's like, hey, I want I want to play a game. Uh, go in this fucking coffin, sarcophagus, coffin, coffin, and it'll Just be lie fun. Down in it. It'll be fun. This is a game. <laughs> what kind of game? And is Osiris that? is like, I don't understand the rules to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Seth then cut his body into pieces and threw the coffin into the Nile. His body traveled down the Nile and across the sea to the Phoenician coast, where it eventually rested at the foot of a tamarisk tree. As the tree grew, it surrounded Osiris and the coffin in its trunk. Later, the tree was cut down by the king of Byblos and was used as a pillar in his palace. I have a pun to use. Okay. So Osiris dead, all that. But then he's like a ghost. And and he's like, "I, I don't... I can't be dead. I'm not dead. And then his ghost friend, who's there for the sake of this joke, says, you are dead. You're just in denial. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be here all week. <laughs> so anyways, so the tree is a been turned into a pillar in this king's palace. So then Isis, the sister Terrorists. wife, sister wife, uh, got the pillar back and moved it back to Egypt. And then Anubis, who is the son of Osiris and Isis, helped Isis and her sister Nephthys to rebuild his body. And then Anubis becomes in charge of the first mummification. Hmm. They rebuild his body? Yeah. And then mummify him? Well, maybe that happened at the same time. I'm not fully (laughs) clear on that. (laughs) This is like, it's a mix of the mummy and uh, the billion dollar man or whatever it is. Like, we can can rebuild him, but we... (laughs) We can't bring him back to life. We don't have the technology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Osiris is represented as a mummified king wearing wrappings that left only the green skin of his hands and face exposed. He was also associated with both the growth and decay of vegetation. The ancient Egyptians believed that he disappeared in the winter, taking the crops into the underworld with him. So that's Osiris. He took the crops into Mm -hmm. the underworld? Yeah. 
which would like make sense because like a lot of um religious myths have that idea that when winter comes gods are fucking thieves that winter (laughs) when winter comes they take the crops into the underworld and that's why like that's how they would explain why things don't grow in the winter but then do grow in the spring because they come back from the underworld oh that's that's like that's like in roman and greek and like pagan that's just um that's an interesting thought pattern to have. Not, hmm, the weather's changing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, but, like, that's the whole idea. They're, they believe that the weather is changing because Osiris has gone to the underworld or whoever. Right. Huh. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about his wife now, Isis. Nice. The origins of Isis are obscure. Unlike many gods, she can't be tied to a specific town, and there are no certain mentions of her in the earliest Egyptian literature. Over time, she grew in importance, though, eventually becoming the most important goddess in the pantheon. As the devoted wife who resurrected Osiris after his murder and raised their son Horus... Resurrected? I mean, they put his body back together and mummified him. (laughs) I don't think they... Like I I said, they didn't bring him back to life. (laughs) Well, they did. They did. They didn't just like... I mean, I I didn't say it, but they did bring him back to life. Oh, so they do have the technology. They do, yes. So anyway, Sounds like some witch shit to me. I think that's why he is also the god of resurrection, because he comes back to life. I feel like he's taking all the credit when she should be. That's fair. She brought it back to life. Yes. Well, she, because she helped out with that um, and seems like a devoted wife, she embodies the traditional Egyptian virtues of a wife and a mother, that you should always, as a wife... Bring your dead husband back to life. You remember that. I will. <laughs> I feel like she's just setting some unrealistic expectations for women here. The, unreal, but you have to live up to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, as the wife of the god of the underworld, Isis was also one of the main deities concerned with the rights for the dead. Along with her sister, Nephthys, Isis acted as a divine mourner, and her maternal care was often depicted as extending to the dead in the underworld. Isis was one of the last of the ancient Egyptian gods to still be worshipped. In the Greco-Roman period, she was identified with the Greek goddess Aphrodite, and her cult spread as far west as Great Britain and as far east as Afghanistan. It is believed that depictions of Isis with the infant Horus influenced Christian imagery of Mary with the infant Jesus. Horus is the one with the bird face, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about him in a bit too. Sorry, so... Sorry, Horus inspired? So... So what this is saying is like, so Isis was a super, super powerful god. Um, and so there would have been like images of her kicking around. And so there was probably images of her holding like baby Horus. And so Christians would have seen those images and been like, ah, let's copy that and make Mary Minus with the baby bird Jesus. Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we don't, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right. So we're going to talk about Seth now. Everyone's favorite god. Yes. <laughs> Seth was the god of chaos, violence, deserts, and storms. I was about to write, read this as desserts, <laughs> but yeah. he's not the god of desserts. Deserts. No, no, I mean, he's the god of all bad things and not fun things. So. Yeah. So in the Osiris myth, he is the murderer of Osiris, which I already said. Um, and is, again, how the Egyptians saw Seth changed over time quite a bit. At first, they saw him as a valuable god, and they believed that he lived in the kingdom of the dead. Lots of these gods seem to live in this kingdom of the dead. That is interesting that they... Did they not have, like, their own version of what heaven would be, or no? I don't know. Because it just seems to be, like, 
it's all our all our gods live in hell <laughs> but it well but i don't know if kingdom of the dead is the same as hell right it's to just me, where it dead sounds peop- similar <laughs> it does because of what we know yeah. as like our our frame of reference being put over that but like i don't know i'm trying to remember when he went to the field of reeds in the mcu like that i think is the kingdom of the dead i think maybe i think now don't quote me on this listeners because i didn't research this but maybe in egyptian mythology they just all go to the same place there's no heaven and hell maybe like i remember last week we talked about the fact that um egyptians believed that when they died they would end up on the same like kind of level as the gods Mm -hmm. because they would all go to the same place so maybe yeah Yeah. hmm. so so the game of the dead when we hear that it's like oh so all these gods are just evil (laughs) yeah but it's more just like there's there's the plane of existence we're on and then the plane of existence of the dead yeah i think right. so and then uh amit she if they were bad they have the soulless people that end up in that like duot right that makes sense because that actually does fit in with that mcu that they were just like in those sands mm-hmm. so the bad guys okay well again don't quote me on that because i didn't research it and i don't know but listeners if you are experts on egyptian mythology maybe let us know what you know and so then anyways. you can uh, be a co-writer on my porno. I'll I'll put you on there. Perfect. Whoever yeah. Helps. <laughs> so they saw him that he lived in the kingdom of the dead, but over time he became very unpopular and he became an enemy to quite a few of the gods. Seth represented drought and as a lord of the desert and drought, he was an enemy to everything that gave life. And the Egyptians also saw him as a storm and war god. The Egyptians usually depicted Seth as a man with the head of a fanta- of a fantastic animal, uh, fantastic in the sense that like they didn't know what it was, right? And they called that the Seth animal. <laughs> so it had a pointed snout. Shh, I'm hunting Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Tail. It had a pointed snout, tall rectangular ears, and a thin body like a dog with a long forked tail. But it wasn't a dog. Egyptologists are not sure what this animal actually was. There's no frame of reference, um, and it doesn't look like any creature alive. So they think it might have been a combination of a bunch of different animals. And like I said, they call it the Seth animal because they don't know what this animal is. That's a terrible name for an animal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At the beginning, the pharaohs respected Seth and his power. Seth was one of the two lords, Horus was the other, who gave the king power and authority. Some pharaohs, like Seti I, were named after Seth, and other pharaohs used the Seth animal as part of their emblem. And that was, and then he turned into the bad guy, so. Uh, yeah, he, see, he seems, he seems like a Loki, but not as cool. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think I he's just that. a dick. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So we're going to talk about Horus now. So this is uh, the son of Isis and the, Osiris. The, the inspiration for my porno. Yeah. The, the guy with the actually, bird face. <laughs> yeah. Khonshu also has a bird face. A lot of them, actually, I was, uh, was doing my research, have bird faces. Well, birds should be worshipped, especially the Asian birds. You that really like so- that game. That makes it sound like I'm like, <laughs> like an old grandma. Like, the Asian ones are nice. <laughs> so we played Wingspan a couple of weeks ago, um, the Asian expansion. And I'm assuming that's where you're, this is coming from. They're really pretty, those yeah. cards. They're, they're the, really pretty. Asian birds are much prettier than whatever the fuck we got here. That's so. true. They're like bright blues and pinks and stuff. It's very cool. So. Yeah, and we got muted gray here. Yeah, well, we got to like blend into the winter. Yeah. Okay, Horus. He is depicted as a falcon or as a man with a falcon's head. Um, he is a sky god associated with war and hunting. He was the embodiment of the divine kingship, and in some eras, the reigning king was considered to be the manifestation of Horus. 
When the reigning king died, he would become Osiris, the god of the dead, and father of Horus, and the new pharaoh would then become Horus, which is interesting. According to the Osiris myth, Horus was the son of Isis and Osiris, and he was magically conceived after the murder of Osiris by his brother Seth. Horus was raised to avenge his father's murder. One tradition holds that Horus lost his left eye fighting with Seth, but his eye was magically healed by the god Thoth. Because the right and left eyes of Horus were associated respectively with the sun and the moon, the loss and restoration of Horus's left eye gave a mythical explanation for the phases of the moon. So we just talked about that whole like little family. Now we're going to spread out and talk about some other gods here. Okay. So we have Ra. Oh, the winged dragon. The winged dragon of Ra. Yes. So he was also a hawk-headed sun god. <laughs> Sorry, Horus is a falcon. Ra yeah. is a hawk. Okay. I'm just picturing it being like telling uh, now someone like instead of hot-headed, like you're being really hawk-headed. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the most important gods of all. So he was believed to travel across the sky in his solar bark and, during the night, to make his passage in another bark through the underworld, where, in order to be born again for the new day, he had to vanquish the evil serpent Apophis. Hmm. Apophis. Apophis. Yes. Okay, that's a, that's a name. Yes. So as one of the creator gods, he rose from the ocean of chaos on the primordial hill, and he would create himself and then, in turn, engendering eight other gods. So he created eight other gods. What a power. Yeah. Later in Egyptian history, Ra was merged with the god of wind, Amun, making him the most powerful of all of the Egyptian gods. Amun Ra was so mighty that even the boy king Tutankhamun was named after him. Tutankhamun. Translated, his name means living image of Amun. Hmm. Or it means like if two people toot the same, they can say, wow, we got a Tutankhamun. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Okay. Um... The other thing that I find interesting as I'm reading this, like, I really wish that I could have gone into more depth with some of these, but it was really hard to, like, find depthy information about really? these gods. Yeah. There's a lot mm -hmm. of, like, breadthy, like, lots of just, like, random facts, but nothing, like, really what, what in depth. About, what, what about frethy? Stop what about, it. like, do you find any frethy information? That's not even a word. Yeah, just like the ones you just said. Depth and breadth are words. Depth and breadth aren't words. <laughs> Okay, Hathor. <laughs> Hathor. Yes. The goddess Hathor was usually depicted as a cow, um, as a woman with the head of a cow, or as a woman with cow's ears. Nice. She was the goddess of many things, love, beauty, music, dancing, fertility, and pleasure. Whoa. <laughs> she was the protector of women, though men also worshipped her. Hathor embodied motherhood and fertility, and it is believed that she protected women in childbirth. So we have another, like, a lot of, a lot of these gods seem to do the same thing. I feel like she was doing a shit job back in the day, because lots of women died they doing did, job yes. births. Uh, she also had an important funerary aspect, being known as the Lady of the West. Tombs were generally built on the west bank of the Nile. In some traditions, she would welcome the setting sun every night, and living people hoped to be welcomed into the afterlife in the same way. She was the daughter of Ra, and sometimes was called the Eye of Ra, in her role as the sun god's defender. In her role as the goddess of beauty, she was the patron of cosmetics. Wearing oh. cosmetics or makeup was seen as a form of worship to Hathor, and offerings of mirrors or makeup palettes to her were common. According to one myth, the sun god Ra decided to punish humans for disobeying him. He sent Hathor out to sort it out and terrorize all the people. She was pretty wicked then, and she killed so many people that Ra decided this wasn't okay anymore, and believed that not all humans needed to be punished. 
The other gods flooded the fields with a very strong drink that was dyed with red ochre. Hathor drank the beer, thinking it was blood, and became so drunk that she stopped what she was doing. So so, so they flooded the fields with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, with this with this liquor tax coming <laughs> up, there go we should we need that. Am I right? I don't drink, so I'm trying to relate. Um, and the part it, it was red alcohol. So wine. And- well, no, it's actually, it's, they don't really say it was, it was just like a strong drink, mm. but it was dyed red to lo- and it looked like blood and Hather was on this like terror spree and so she thought it was blood, so she drank it. They dyed it red? Yeah. It seems like a very orchestrated plan. They were trying yes. to kill her? No, no, they wanted her to stop killing the humans because she just wouldn't. So they got her drunk? Yes. They took advantage of this one, poor woman. <laughs> this cow lady, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. um that's it's crazy <laughs> it's a weird story yeah yeah okay anubis ah yes anubis he's the jackal the man. jackal yes so he's concerned with funerary practices and the care of the dead he's usually represented as a jackal or as a man with the head of a jackal we talked about that because the jackals would eat people um mm-hmm. dead people mm-hmm. in the last one so in the book of the dead which is a book from that time period oh honey i've I've seen The Mummy Returns. Okay. <laughs> I, I know about the Book of the Dead. Oh, good, because I don't. So, <laughs> so in that book, Anubis is shown to be weighing a heart. So kind of like Khonshu and Amit did, but yeah. now apparently Anubis does it as well. Uh, during the weighing of the heart ceremony. Mm, and then and then Amit's like, I'm a, I'm a, please, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The heart was measured against the feather of truth and justice, which belonged to Mott. If the heart was heavier than the feather, they were guilty and bad. And well, these people were sent to Amit, who was the lady demon with the body that was part lion, part crocodile, and part hippo, and she would then eat them. I don't feel like that's a fair weighing, you know? Mm-hmm. Heather versus a heart, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Anubis is also the one who apparently invented the process of embalming, which is how Buddy bodies were preserved when egyptians were being mummified the head embalmer who took care of the dead would often wear an anubis costume <laughs> uh, i don't cause, know why that got you <laughs> cosplaying goes back to egyptian times like <laughs> do you guys like my costume i'm i'm anubis for halloween this year <laughs> okay so mummification was very skilled work and it took weeks to complete First, the organs were removed through the nostrils. Why? Oh, just the way they did it. Not all of them, I guess. The head, the the brain was removed removed through the nostril. Okay, because I'm like, that seems very. There's gotta be a better way. True. Uh, then the body was covered in salt and left to dry out for forty days. After being washed, the dried body was stuffed to keep its shape, and finally, it was oiled and wrapped in layers of linen bandages. And then, many, many, many years later, it was eaten by British people during the Victorian times. Right, of course. <laughs> so taxidermy goes back to Egyptian times. Basically, then. yeah. 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 Hmm. All right. So our last god. Okay. <clears throat> Thoth. 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 <laughs> T-H-O-T-H. Oh, T. It could be Toth, maybe, but I'm saying Thoth. (laughs) Toth is like, get ready, baby. I'm going to Toth your salad. (laughs) (laughs) So he's the god of writing and wisdom, and he could be depicted in the form of a baboon or a sacred ibis or as a man with the head of an ibis. That's a bird. Oh, I was like, okay, ibis. Oh, of course, ibis. He was believed to IBS, (laughs) the head of IBS. He was believed to have invented language and the hieroglyphic script, 
and he served as a scribe and advisor for the god. Gods. For the gods. According to Egyptian mythology, all of his writing was eventually put into a book called the Book of Toth, or the Book of Thoth. It held all the secrets of the universe in it, and if you were to read it, you would gain awesome magical powers. <laughs> but you would... Did he tell this to the woman he was trying to lay with? <laughs> if you if you read this, you'll get awesome magical powers. Maybe. So, do you want to touch it? The book. The book, I mean, of course. But you would also be troubled by a life filled with the disaster. He probably left that part out when he was trying to get laid. Probably. Yeah, oh, but the, a life filled with disaster. <laughs> he gets her pregnant, and then he's stu- the, then she's stuck with his, uh, you know, limp problems for the rest of her life. I guess disaster. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the god of wisdom, Thoth was said to possess knowledge of magic and secrets unavailable to other gods, and apparently, he created himself. I don't know how, but he had oh. no parents. Or did he? He back to the future to himself. Maybe. But instead of how Marty McFly almost fucked his mom, this guy did fuck his mom. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, his wife was Mott, which we've talked about before. It, uh, these days we call her Ma. <laughs> she was his Ma. <laughs> She's the goddess of truth. And Mott was also the word that we learned on the last episode that represents the order of the world. Mm. So... Anyways, uh, Thoth did many jobs in Egyptian mythology, including maintaining the universe, settling arguments among the other Egyptian gods, and he would be the one who judged those who would die. But also, based on everything that we've talked about today, lots of gods did that, like Amit and Khonshu, and also uh, the last one we just talked about, which was Anubis. It's true. He also took up a job at the DMV at one point, (laughs) I believe. Yeah. Yeah. In underworld scenes showing the judgment undergone by the deceased after their deaths, Thoth is depicted as weighing the hearts of the deceased and reporting the verdict to Osiris, the god of the dead. Which, again, I already just said this. All the other gods did that, too. Mm -hmm. So, that was in no way an exhaustive list of the many, 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 many Egyptian gods that are kicking it around back then. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, listeners, if you think I've missed any important ones, send us an Instagram message and we'll be sure to cover them in a future episode. So, Dakota, what do you think? Well, I think that... uh... It was a little frightening how you said that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. You know, I I, I love um, you know ancient mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and did the god of war do Egypt? <laughs> what in the same way that Beavis and Butthead do America? You mean? I've never seen that. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Um, anyways, um, sorry. Did did the god of war do Egypt? Yeah, did they do an Egypt god of war? Where's no, he from? He's a, so he's Greek mythology. Got it, got it, got it. So Zeus was his daddy. Did you know that? I don't know. You've told I, me that, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was like, as I was saying that. Also, like, he shows up in. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Wait, yeah. in the new one? No, or, the, no the first one. First one, yeah. The first remake. Spoilers. If you haven't played oh, yeah, I forgot God of that. War. That's so cool. Um, no, they haven't, uh, they haven't done Egypt. But uh, this. Um, God of War Ragnarok, like the thing is, that's the end end of uh, that. The end. Norse one, yeah. The Norse. So yeah. um, that'd be cool if they found a way to get him to a new... To Egypt. Know, to Egypt. That'd be sweet. We should write them a letter. <laughs> be like, we've got lots of research done for you. <laughs> <laughs> all the gods do the same thing. They all judge the dead with this heart so, feather thing. Okay. So, dear God of War makers, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm a teenager, but... You know how in God of War you used to have lots of sex in it? <laughs> I want to bring that back. 
I'm also writing a porno. Stop I've got it. some ideas for you guys. Stop it. Okay. Uh, what did you think of this episode? That was good. I I, I liked. Um, I think my oddly my favorite part because I just think this is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, and this is my brother Seth. You know. Like, well, so but like I think back in Egyptian times that was probably like a cool name like Anubis, but we've just like yeah. well, it, it, kept it. No, but Seth isn't. Seth's not Seth is a good name. I like Seth as a name. Yeah. But when you stack it next to names that are like Osiris and um, Anubis. Yeah. I was going to say Horus because that's the bird guy, right? Yeah. But I'm One like, that sounds like an old drunken Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Horus. <laughs> Scottish maybe. But, uh, <laughs> but Yeah, actually that would be spelled H-O-R-A-C-E. But Horus, the yeah. god, is H-O-U. H-O-R-U-S. Yeah. Or maybe he, like, maybe um, this Scottish Horus is a sex worker, and he's like, hey, I'm Horus. <laughs> Do you want me to suck your dick? Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought that was just how Seth, like, his game that he wanted to play with uh, <laughs> a, a fucking Osiris. Osiris yeah. I, I feel like Osiris deserved to die. <laughs> That's fair. Get into you know, this coffin. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen. No. That's like, <laughs> I don't know. That seems very Loki-esque though, right? Mm-hmm. Just in the trickery, right? Totally. Um, but yeah, I like that you touched on Winged Dragon of Ra. You touched on that. No, you talked about Winged Dragon of Ra briefly. I just talked about Ra and then you just talked about the Winged Dragon. No, but that's what, he's the Winged Dragon of Ra. Okay. The, wing, the Winged Hawk of Ra doesn't sound as good. <laughs> So, the Winged Dragon Raw. Um, yeah, I, I really liked how you connected, like you were talking about, you, you were trying to relate to me, the kids, as it were, you yeah. know, with the Marvel stuff. You, yeah. were, you were like, this is what they did in Moon Knight, and this is what they did in non-Moon Knight, um, in, you know, the Egyptian mythology. I, I, I wish you would have touched on the Brendan Fraser rock element of it, but like, you know. It's been so long since I've seen The Mummy. That was the Mummy Returns. But, Sorry. Um, so clearly, you haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> she didn't even know about the Book of the Dead. Anyways, um, yeah. So I, um, I, 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 I liked the just different de- details, like how um, Conchu was like, like that fertility thing. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Like, and then how uh, Ahmet would eat the eat the hearts, like the. The, the, they were the bad ones, right? The, like, uh, he, he I think wouldn't, so. He wouldn't actually just go like, ah, what's going to fall? It was like the ones that were judged he, to be Yeah, I think good, that's what I said. Right. So I thought that was that was really interesting. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, why isn't our god depicted as something cool? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> you know? Like, why does, why do I think that, like... <laughs> I always saw. I don't know what you see. What do you see when you when you think of what what God would look like? What do you see? Oh, I don't know. No. I don't I, really think of much. An old man, maybe. Yeah, I always thought he looked like my grandpa. Back, yeah, like, I feel by, like, like back in the day. Yeah, like I feel like that's grandpa. a common thing that yet youth think about. Yeah, because something you can attach your mind yeah. to, you know. So, um, but yeah, um, I want to think of God now with the head of a bear <laughs> and the ass of a. Uh, someone who does Pilates. And I really want that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So I I give it um, 8.6. Nice. Horace-inspired Jesus out of 10. 
Love that. And I also love the fact that you like remembered that key detail. I just, I really appreciate when you remember the things that I say. <laughs> you women always, <laughs> always like. I don't think it's just women. Really, I think it's just like really, partners. <laughs> no, you, you, no, 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 don't. Let me mansplain this to you. Okay, okay, perfect. You, you women always, always liking when we remember stuff you say. <laughs> the expectations you expect us to go. That sickens me. (laughs) Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymcavi.com slash the historian. So we'll see you in two weeks. Same time, same place. Do you think it'd be historically inaccurate if i put a dryer in my porno no i think you should absolutely do that yeah i want to keep it you know that's what the kids are into (laughs) totally if you don't know what i'm looking at just look up dryer porn good night Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.